0: A.K.A. Patters, thank you for joining me. I am Peter A. DeLuca, A.K.A. The Pop Culture King, A.K.A. your movie fanatic, and we are racing. If you haven't already figured it out, the sound effects, right? The noise around my voice. We're racing to 300, and we're doing all car movies. Not movies about cars, car racing movies. And right now, we have Sylvester Stallone's entry into this run to 300 it is driven 2001 we have to talk about this movie we actually have to know about this movie this movie should be on your radar for a lot of different reasons let's get through that intro and get to it hello 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 thank you for joining me thank you for coming back i took i took a little bit of a break there uh unintentional because i've been Nonstop, uh, hashtag nonstop on trial by fire. That's my comic book right now. That is on Indiegogo. You you can sign up. I was supposed to launch on July 30th, and I missed my own launch date. But it also kicked up a storm of other uh, work that I have to do for the project. Uh, ways to be prepared, and uh, you know just documentation of how to prepare for the next one because this this is going to be ongoing. Uh, so every time you hear me, I'm going to be working and selling and slinging a American-made comic book. So, rock and roll. I do ship worldwide. So, if you can, hit Indiegogo, and uh, let's let's do this. So, 2001 comes around. So, our, our next movie, Days of Thunder, I, I'm pretty sure it was, Days of Thunder was 1990. I don't know if you can read Days of Thunder was 1990. 2001, we're leapfrogging here. So, look, this, Road to 300, 1962. 1963 Grand Prix, the James Garner movie, and now we're in two thousand and one. So we're we're in the modern age. We're post nineties. Uh, as much as Top Gun defined an era of action movies, Days of Thunder is the uh, the the effects. You know, is is like the almost like the uh, definition of. The look, the feel, the editing, the pacing, um, the way we're going to use our characters for the next ten years, and in a, a larger way, Driven is 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 exactly that also. So it's interesting how there's a, a symmetry between Days of Thunder and Driven. Now both of these movies, and I'm comparing them because they're f- like far enough and further apart enough. To have uh, a lot of like similarities that are really not addressed, so we have like the emergence of the technology of the day. We have the emergence of a new culture. We have the emergence of societal standards, and 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 both of these movies, they play into that. And driven is set out to correct what uh, Days of Thunder got wrong, meaning better relationships better melodrama, better elements of racing, meaning the racing industry. This movie tries to become the Any Given Sunday of, uh, which is 1999, I believe, of car racing movies. And I would say Any Given Sunday directly affected this movie because there's an ownership element. There's a pit boss element. There's a melodrama element. There's actually three strong male characters, male racers, male-driven, pun intended, relationships. I would say maybe four. And everyone uh, has a stake. Everyone is um, biting for a position. And it's the, I don't know, I mean, lack of allegory, lack of creativity. I don't know what you call it. I don't think it's lack of creativity. I really believe that the idea for this movie and, and yeah, I, I can go back and remember some of the advertising. It was like you're driven in life and these guys are driven literally. And along the way, they filled the movie with two of the best veterans you can at the time, Sylvester Stallone and Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, uh, you know, someone would come with Boogie Nights, got a lot of attention from that movie. Rightfully so, and we have Stallone, who is, re- yeah, Stallone struggling at this point. Like Str- Stallone never really recovered from the nineteen ninety six Judge Dredd movie. He no- and we're we're, yeah, we're a couple years down the road. We got a few movies underneath the belt. We have a few dramas or lower driven. Uh, I gotta stop saying that word, uh, lower-positioned uh, movies. Okay, so who do we put around these two people, right? I mean, we, we have Hollywood royalty littered in this movie, and we have Rennie Harlan, who is our, our director. Now, this movie also seems to be somewhat of a Stallone vehicle. He's involved with the story, as he normally is with his movies. And we have Renny Harlan that is rebuilding his career from a, a disaster of his own. So, th- um, like, Burt Reynolds, the character of Burt Reynolds, is essentially Seversus Stallone in real life. <laughs> and Seversus Stallone is kind <laughs> of just like Renny Harlan in real life. These are two grizzled war veterans that still have their teeth. Two lions that still have their teeth. And they're Still in the game, and they want to have control, and it's it's a very cool story element that does echo their careers. If we go through Stiller, I told you it was it was Judge Dredd. So in nineteen ninety three, I am sorry, I thought it was yeah ninety three. Judge Dredd was ninety five. I am sorry. We have cliffhanger. I rem- I clearly remember cliffhanger seeing it in the theater and being insanely blown away by that movie uh i watched that movie today still just for the first 10-15 minutes i love the first 10-15 minutes of that movie cliffhanger i always thought needed like a prequel (laughs) because stallone's character in that movie has so much backstory um this is almost like a point in stallone's career where he's reflecting and we have his character in Demolition Man, Cliffhanger, and this movie, where he's looking back. I w- so, Cliffhanger comes out as a hit. Then we have, like, Demolition Man. We have a slide. We have the specialist, Sharon Stone. We got some money. And then we're in 95, Judge Dredd. And then we're in Assassins and Antonio Banderas. Slide, Daylight Slide, Copland, lots of attention, Um, you know, award attention. Great movie, too. Then we have Ants, DreamWorks, animated movie, no one cares, no big deal. 2000, Get Carter, we kind of forget about this movie, immensely underrated, overlooked movie. And then 2001, we have Driven to look at what comes after. We have to kind of jump to 2006 for Rocky Balboa. So it's a good five-year gap. It's a larger gap between 93 Cliffhanger and 2006 Rocky Balboa, which is essentially his, his return. That Stallone himself is in this movie. So... We have these scenarios, and we surround these two veterans by the youngest, hottest, up-and-comers we can. And they make good choices. Because Every, everyone in this movie is good. Everyone swings for the fences. I'm dancing around saying if this is a good movie or not. seeing if the, uh, Saying if this movie is, is watchable. Why? why? Why am I doing that? It's simple. Because I'd like more of this movie... That I dislike about this movie. It's and I, but it's hard to recommend this movie because you really have to transport your mind into the time, the time that this movie was made, the time it came out. The intent of this movie is to bring back Rennie Harlan and Sylvester Stallone, potentially create a little bit of a franchise because there's so much in this movie. You can have a sequel, okay? Uh, you want to call it world building? You want to call it storytelling? Call it whatever you want. But this movie is stacked, even in the content. And what's the disconnection? Well, the disconnection is that this movie—it's like it, it, it kind of falls apart with the melodrama. You you don't buy the melodrama. I don't buy the music. Who the heck did the music for this movie? Let, let me look. The music for this movie is some guy named BT. Who's, uh, I'm sure young. I'm, I'm sure with the name BT, uh, you're only into club and house music. So, we have this thing where, like, this is what the young kids are listening to. The look, the editing, the movement of the car racing. Shot by shot. Is indicative of the '90s. I would say uh, it's still today. Movies still suffer from some of these, uh, some of this editing. Um, but there's a lot of wide shots. The camera pulls back enough where you see what's happening. You can track what's happening. I still say the um, the special effects. The uniqueness. The, the, some of these shots are very unique. Uh, some of it was called driven vision at the time, but they do a lot of cool things with CGI, with computer effects, bringing you inside, outside, uh, like almost like into the engine, into the uh, the actual car, and relating that to the race and relating that to the driver. Uh, they do a very good job of that in in this movie. So it's hard to knock the movie for that. The the movie's working and trying uh, a lot of the sequences the way how these are done you we see in fast and furious they which is not on our list because fast and furious is not of a <laughs> enough of a car racing movie it's a good movie though yeah so and then uh, we have all this stuff we have really bad music the, the music just doesn't work with this movie at all. Maybe for one sequence. Like it, you know. Like to get a little bit of that. That new clubness, But it just doesn't work. It doesn't feel like it's placed well. At all. Uh, it really makes me wonder. If there's like an alternate score. For this movie somewhere. Like someone that they uh, potentially. Uh, like hired. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But. Um. It's, you know, like some some of the stuff, it's worth considering. It's it's worth thinking about. And I still like this movie, though, because it, oh my God, it tries so hard. It does swing for the fences. Uh, Everyone in this movie literally was driven, Uh, it just wasn't driven into a recommendable, cohesive movie. But I like the beginning, I love the end because we the, the, the end just captures you. These movies always have good look I hated I really dislike cars. I thought cars was super lazy until the end. Uh, car racing movies have great endings. I like that it commits to Formula One. Uh, we also along the way too we have a ridiculous <laughs> city uh, street racing scene that probably probably could leave the movie. Uh, I would love to see some fan edits of this movie to really see if we can boil 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 it down, uh get a lot of that melodrama out of it because we don't buy the relationships. We don't uh the Burt Reynolds Stallone conflict works like that's really what the what the movie should be about. But it's it can't be because we're paying attention to these younger up and coming drivers. So look. 290 298. We're right there. We're going to do Ron Howard's Rush with the Thor dude, Chris Hemsworth. I'll say right now, I'm a big fan of Rush. Uh, I believe Rush is Hemsworth's best movie outside of like an MCU movie, and by that I, that, I mean Infinity War and Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok, he really shines. Now, you know what? I'll say all that. I like him, in. I like him as Thor. I like him in all the Thor movies. Um, similar situation though ron howard who like i'm not sure uh i'm maybe the only person that likes solo uh when was the last time that dude made anything rush is a little bit of a similar scenario where we have a veteran uh trying to spoon feed you something new and cool uh yeah, with this allegory of car racing uh, echoing their actual careers, it's just cool stuff. But look, we're doing rush next two ninety eight, aka Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, Try by Fire, available right now on IndieGoGo. Look it up; it's a comic. It'll blow your mind. This the the research and the ideas of the science fiction parts of Trial by Fire. Uh, they're I hate to say it; they're new, they're original, they're out there, like they're um. I don't know what else you can compare it to. But again, everyone, I love you. Go out there. Be creative. Okay. Let's do it. Go watch Driven. Watch this movie with your friends and grab, just grab a lot of alcohol and whatever else you want to put into your body. Uh, Maybe some dominoes. I love you. And let's do it. Till next time.